Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Ferugia from Feels Like Home Professional Organizers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organized. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organized. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. You've joined us for episode 65 of The Art of Decluttering. Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organising from the perspective of our beautiful listener, James. So welcome, James. Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> so excited. You are actually, um, have been on other podcasts, haven't you? Now, this is really weird because I'm very much out of my comfort zone. This is the most unusual podcast that I've been on. <laughs> yes. um, I've, I've done one on um, uh, the, the ethics of drone technology and oh, I've gold. done space exploration. I've done like cosmology in the beginning of the universe, stealth technology and one on MH17 and like the oh, Russian missile and wow. stuff. But now I'm doing one on like decluttering, which is so random. And I'm like, okay, let's let's go That's with this. The best. <laughs> I'm way Kirstie, out of my comfort zone. <laughs> Kirsty and I were saying before you arrived that you are the smartest person we know in oh, the whole world. Actually, so I no qualified. It. I said I know one person smarter, Leonard. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> well, you always need someone to put you in your place. You know, yeah. you need your Dr. Moriarty, don't you? But, yes. Um, look, honestly, I keep saying that you know this stuff here, this. Yeah, cleaning and organising and decluttering, it's not rocket science. and Which I can... is pretty good coming from a rocket scientist. Yes. <laughs> no, no, but, no, but the thing is, I can do rocket science. I'm trained in that, right? But I'm not necessarily trained in the other stuff. So I'll look to experts like you guys to help me out where I've got gaps in my knowledge. You know. So, peeps, if you need gaps filled in your knowledge of drones and all things aerospace engineering, we have your man right here for you. Awesome. The <laughs> other thing too is like, parenting is a huge factor when it comes to trying to keep yourself organized on the home front and I find parenting harder than rocket science so for all you parents out there parenting is such a complex task like it would drive systems engineers mad the kind of things that are all interacting at the same time so when you're trying to run the ship and keep it in the in the right direction all these little people with all the little needs I don't know. I think it's actually harder than the stuff that I do. That's very true. I really like that. Mm. System engineers would be overwhelmed by trying to systemize parenting. Yeah, because every five minutes it's, Dad, Dad, and (laughs) and then it takes you 15 minutes to get back in the zone. You know what I mean? So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how your family, what your unique family looks like. Okay, so um, I'm married to Belinda. Uh, She's... um, professional like I am. She's got a PhD and she does um, quality assurance and research for an organisation that trains GPs. So we've both got a busy two people working household. We work quite a lot of time between us. Uh, I've got three boys, Wesley, Daniel and Evan. Then uh, they're about two years apart each. And Harold's uh, Wes, the eldest. So Wes, they're, they're um, 11, Daniel's nearly nine, Evan's seven. Yeah. So you really have 
chucked a lot into those six years of yeah. productivity and having three boys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty, you know, well spread out in terms of their their nice gaps and everything. But you think I can talk? These boys put me <laughs> to shame. Like they are right out there. They are great at talking. Let's just say that. But they got a lot of enthusiasm, and that's that's a good thing. It's a good strength. And where do you live? So I live in uh, in a regional town called Druin, which is out to the east. Uh, and um, it was a decision that we made just to kind of have like a you know, bit of a lower mortgage and a bit of a bigger house and property and some space and be close to family. It's beautiful out there. In fact, a lot of our listeners come from that area. Yeah. And I lived down that way for two years. So it is a beautiful part of Victoria. Yeah, yeah. So you are from that kind of whole yeah, area. Warrigal yeah, Warrigal for two lovely. years. Oh, so a lot of our listeners like are from down that way. Wow. There you go. So a shout out to all our Warrigal and Druin and regional listeners today. Mm. And we all grew up together, just so people, our listeners, know how James came to be. They're long-term friends, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) I love those type of friendships. Yeah, it's cool. James and I actually went to high school together. We were in the same homeroom class. Yeah, we were. That's right. Yeah, I didn't know that till today. Whereas I met James when I was in high school. And we were going to the same youth group at the same church. Yep. We've kept in touch all these years. There's a little bit of reminiscing for our listeners. I absolutely love it. So at home, what is the distribution of kind of Mm. um, what's your load at work? What's Belinda's load at work? How does the home kind of function when you're in family mode? So it it, it really evolves a lot and it depends on, you know, who's dropping the kids off and who's picking them up, all of that sort of stuff. So I take one end of the day, Belinda takes the other, and we have negotiated with our employees to do that sort of thing. It's a delicate balancing act. It's very difficult to do. Um, In terms of the who actually keeps things tidy and running, I've got to say Belinda is an absolute natural. It's like in her blood to do that sort of thing. She's very intuitive. Now, I was listening to Cal's podcast before, and I kept resonating with... Cal and, and Kirsty a bit because um, you might think that I'm very organised to be where I am in the profession that I am, but when, all your energy goes into your profession. Well, it kind of became apparent to me. We did all this psychological testing as part of our you know leadership development and stuff, and basically they, you know, we we found out that one of the characteristics you can be, you know, strong or weak in is willpower, control. Um, like affection and energy. This is facet facet five psychological analysis. And I found that um, I was really low on control. So very low on discipline, low on the organization side. And I'm like, well, why? That's that's weird. I I open my diary every day. I've got a list of dot points and check boxes and I run through all the check boxes. And the person explained, well, the reason you're doing that is because you're not intuitively running around and organising yourself, you need that list. Without it, you'd be just floundering. You've got the tools to then help you function without it being your natural inclination. Yeah, so so Belinda, I've, I rarely see her with a, with a list on the side. She'll just go, and stuff's done before I even know it needs to be done, right? And That's Simon. I was going to say Simon, exactly. Yeah, yeah so there's, it's, it's awe-inspiring to watch. It yes, really is. it is. Whereas I'll write a list at the start of the day, and I'll check the things off, and most of the time I'll get through them but I'm totally relying on that. So knowing that about myself and knowing that I'm a great starter and a hopeless finisher, like the psychological testing. Oh, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm I'm, I'm great to say, charge, let's do this amazing, interesting, cool thing, and I'm terrible at tying it all up at the end. Yeah, which is quite amazing that we've got to episode 65 
and the starters are still going. Mm-hmm. Are you a starter? Or a oh, I'm a starter. Yeah. A starter? Yeah. I'm okay. a massive starter, yeah. um, and I tend to then gather a team for the finish. Mm, okay. Because I get bored. Yeah, look. I, I, I get so bored. So bored with the the mundane. I'm like, just give me something new and shiny that I can get my teeth into and Which get creative. Which is why we do a podcast, because it's creative and new every week. Correct. Mm. Exactly, and I love like new topic, new thing. Whereas if every single week we were talking about your clothing, I'd be like, yeah, done it. Yep. <laughs> One of the things I've learned a lot from watching Belinda is that it, it's so important to actually finish that last 10%. I'm great at getting a whole bunch of stuff out and organising and all the rest of it, but actually finishing it by the end of the day is a real problem. So being disciplined and trying to do that, if, you, if your partner compliments you in that way, that's a good thing and you should probably roll with that. So what does that look like? What if what does the 90% look like and what does the 10% look like? And what do you find are kind of the annoying things that if you mm. don't finish it, it's kind of hanging around and it's probably still the headspace. It's not ticked off and fully completed. So I think for me, getting some tips from you know this podcast um, really helped me in terms of that finishing off bit. Okay, so something really simple is like those little Kmart plastic tubs, right, that you've gone on about yep. a few times with the <laughs> handles on it. Yes. I didn't know about those, right? $3 or $3.50. I think they're called, if you search on the Kmart website, they're called plastic basket with handles. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't know about that. Um, now, in our ensuite, in the laundry, in the kids' bathroom, in the kitchen, under the sink, pantry, everywhere, there are these baskets I've just gone ballistic and and, and done that because it's like ah the end goal the finishing is all of the objects for that thing in that basket and packed away like I would normally have uh, you know things like aftershaves and deodorants and razors and all that kind of stuff on the top of my um, uh, sink at home on on the bench there but I don't need to use those things all the time I only need to use them for about five minutes at the start of the day so why why not get the little tub out use it, put it back in the tub, and then underneath. And that means you've got a much less cluttered environment yeah. and it's not sucking your mental and headspace. And you have systemized it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, honestly, the real key was those little tubs. It's, it's the simplest things, you know. Um, so, so picking that up and en- enabling that to kind of finalize it all was really good. And how do your kids go? Are they more like you or more like BJ? Hmm. They're, they're all different. Um, I think they have strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I won't mention them by name, but no, one, one no, of them is one that. of them loves to play and spread stuff out, and he just gets right into the high imaginative play, and he won't tend to pack things up. So we actually got Amy on board to have a look at his room and kind of reorganise his room with some sketches and ideas and dot points, and we went to do the. Um, the Ikea cubes with those little kind of felt storage cubes. You know what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. With the droners in it. Yeah, read the droners. I know <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about there. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, the the awesome thing about that is like now each thing had a designated purpose. So these, here are his Minecraft toys. Here are his dinosaurs. Here are his Transformers, right? And he's more likely to play with them now because they're all in those little kits rather than kind of all chucked into a toy box without that lower level of organisation. So we actually then went and took those um, cubes, those um, uh, those systems from Ikea, and put them in another one of our boys' rooms and in the rumpus room, 
And then Belinda did one in the, like the kids study, got this little alcove where the kids would put their school bags. And we put a three by two one in there. And at the bottom, they put their school bags, one, two, three. And at the top, there's things like, I don't know, like a, the jumper they take to school and their diary and their reader cover. Brilliant. And so it's this little station and all of their school stuff is now contained in that. So it's not even in there, in the <laughs> middle of their room or on the bed or wherever else you can dump yeah. it. Yeah. It's the whole a place for everything and everything in its place. Oh, you can just like, you don't need us here. You got this. <laughs> well, well, I've got it because someone, bright person, suggested I use IKEA cubes and that, and it, it kicks off a whole bunch of other stuff, you know? The other thing is that this, one of our boys really loved making that furniture with us. So dads, if you're out oh. there and you, like me, love putting together IKEA furniture, like who doesn't? Oh, it's, it's just so good. the best ever. Kirsty, however... Would oh you actually you do a fair bit of it yeah you just don't love it do you no it's not how I would choose to spend two hours of my day yeah where yeah. I would oh, do that cool. over watching a movie yeah no way yeah maybe no, it's like Lego almost oh it is like I love Lego yeah okay moving on so your son really loved he loved you. putting it he loved helping it to, and he actually basically put the whole thing together himself he was like eight years old and he got his Alan wow. care and he did it all and like then he had some ownership over it, it was really good so. Um, yeah, that, that's just another thing that I found really helpful. And once you've got that little idea, that can spark a whole bunch of other stuff. So yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Pleasure. What, um, have you been helping your kids to, have you been helping to train them in that last 10%? Oh, it's hard. I think equipping them with the right environment is important. Um, the thing that I find with, with parenting is, Things just keep changing, so it's really hard to get a stable baseline. Mm. Yes, right. And, and yes. So true, like, James. Pri- prior to you know having kids, Belinda and I, because Belinda is inherently intuitively organised and just you know so just frankly awesome at it, we really didn't have to worry about cluttered things or, or, or organisation in general. Stuff just kind of happened, yeah. right? Magically, and, because Belinda was yeah, the magic. magic. Declutter flurries. And, and look, I, I, I like order and, and yes. that as well. And it's fine. But in terms of just having to give extra thought to it. Yes. But then when you've got kids, every few years you go through these cycles. There's new clothes. There's new things coming into the house. Then kinder starts and school starts. And stuff just, it just gets pummeled into your house at an incredible rate. All this stuff just comes in. So you're, you're not going to be able to stop that you've just got to learn to continually deal with it have a continuous process improvement going on mm. it's a bit of work jargon there it is you know? it, it, that's exactly what the process is yeah and, and and it's like okay so you accept that and you go oh, well, maybe once a fortnight i'm going to spend an hour just doing decluttering and improving the systems around here mm. so what else has listening to our podcast how is listening to our podcast change the Garth household? Um, I think it's empowered me in a way to step up and do little things that are actually not that hard and give you a lot of value, but you've just got to actually do them. Like say, I love having books. I'm a bit of a bookworm and I love a big fat bookshelf full of books. (laughs) But if I think about it and I go, am I actually going to read this book a third time? I might read a book once, maybe twice. Reality is I'm probably not going to read it the third time. Because if you're a bookie, then there's another book waiting. Oh, absolutely. I've got a queue of books. That Correct. So reading it a third to. time, you're like, oh, value versus I could get into something new. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay, what can I do? How can I, you know, use this to 
you know, bless someone else in a sense, you can give them that enjoyment that you had the first two times you read the book, right? So I've got rid of a whole bookshelf worth of stuff. You know, you can donate them to your... Uh, there's a, a little library at the local train station that our men's shed has set up. And so when that people... That is awesome. So there's a little library at the train station. I don't know if that's what it's called, but yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, that's, it's that's what they call a library or a little it's library. physically, you can pick a book up when you're about yes. to get on the train, on the that's V-line. so awesome. Oh, who ever thought that's of that? That's the yeah. Do you know what we had? A, sorry, this is just a slight digression. Hmm. We were decluttering the other day at home. Surprise, surprise. And we, Simon's like, you know how, Kirsty, you've spoken about tiny libraries and how we should set up a tiny library. Why don't we also set up a tiny games library? Oh, that would be the best. Mm, so that families that cool. on our street and in our estate can just go, oh, let's go play Hungry Hippos and let's go and get it from the tiny library yeah. instead of buying oh, it. Oh, can you please make one of those? Yes. You know what I think they Simon. Go, really... Simon. We charge you <laughs> with the responsibility for supporting the Kellyville community need, <laughs> with a toy library. They need something like that, an accessible one for, like, power tools and that sort of thing. So yes. instead of having things that you they might use... They do have those. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Um, I'm trying to think what they're called. But they're effectively a library where mm. you can go in, you have a card, you and it's more... I can't remember if it's borrow or hire. No, I think it's borrow. Mm, and people then donate them. things. We should find that out. We will find out and put a link into the show notes of the places that have those. So all of these kind of things, like... Oh, the other thing I did with the books was, you know, if I know that someone... Yeah, you know, some friend that I know would really love this book. I've just been popping them into a post pack and just sending it to them as a gift. And they'll go, oh, wow, this is fantastic. I'm like, hey, you can keep that, you know, because I'm not actually going to use that. I'm not losing money. I'm not doing anything by having it there. But when someone else can actually enjoy it like that, yeah, just pop oh, it in the so post. Generous. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Well, it's just, it, it's something that's easy to do. It's like a story I heard yesterday about a friend popping a tiny Lamborghini in in the, the post. Oh, I remember else. someone who did, who did that. It's, like, it's my dream car. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> hey, if you tell me that you want, what colour was it? Yellow? Oh, it was yellow, yeah. Yeah, a yellow Lamborghini. It's a hurricane. That's your dream. Yeah, the, the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. fantastic car. And I got on eBay and purchased a tiny Matchbox one and sent it to James. I've still got it. <laughs> That's the best. You haven't decluttered that. Oh, no, no, I see. That would go in the little cars thing. Yes, It's in the rumpus room. Perfect. There's a home for that. Have you got a wardrobe full of clothes but somehow nothing to wear? Would you love to open your wardrobe and know that no matter what you pick, you'll love it? Join our free five-day wardrobe declutter challenge. It starts on the 1st of October 2018. Just visit theartofdecluttering.com.au forward slash challenge. The first step to creating a wardrobe you love is decluttering the stuff that you don't. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
the um, the other thing I've got to thank you for is the idea of selling things as you go through these cycles of life with your kids, right? You might go through the stage where you don't need the car seats anymore or you don't need the prams anymore or whatever. The quicker you get on to that sort of stuff and giving them to people who are desperate for that stuff, the more you can sort of simplify and enjoy that space. Like Facebook Marketplace, I'm just on that like nothing else. I think I've sold a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Oh, great job! Yeah, and it's like be inspired, listeners. It took hardly any effort, and I usually undercut the other price of it so it sells real quick. <laughs> you know, but it's like I'm not. I don't need that car seat anymore because the kid's grown. Well, okay, get on a Facebook marketplace, get it out of there. And the quicker that you do that, if that sits in your garage for two years, mm. values dropping, safety standards change. Yeah. So the quicker that you can move that. So if you um, want some information on how to sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace, we will put a link this week mm. to an online course that you can access to learn how to do that. Oh, cool. Amy's design one, it's awesome. Yeah, I should do that. See if I can get even more out of Facebook Marketplace. Profit guaranteed. Yeah, profit guaranteed. Well, like I said, I've done, got a, nearly a grand with hardly any trying just by getting rid of good quality stuff that you don't need because your kids have moved beyond that point and just... Keeping that in the habit, like every few months I'll go, oh, what can I sell on Facebook Marketplace? You've got to get the kids into it and they can start selling things and making pocket money. They, they, they prefer to buy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's tempting. It but is. that's why it's good because you're getting rid of stuff so that you've got space in your home for new stuff. Mm. The other thing that I've – I'm not sure if I picked it up from this podcast or, or, or Belinda's sort of tried to get me to think this way. Um, like My default setting is to be – kind of frugal in that I'd love to go into the $2 shop and, oh, buy 10 screwdrivers from the $2 shop. Look how great value that is, right? But in reality, I just need one screwdriver and I'm better off buying a good quality screwdriver and not some rubbish that's come from, from overseas. Uh, so I, I call it the Rolex philosophy, the idea that instead of buying, you know, five watches over the course of your life which break and are a bit annoying and you need to keep buying new ones you buy one rolex and that rolex lasts you a lifetime okay? what's the jared saying you remember the quality long past forgetting the price is that what it is jared quality is remembered long after the initial shock of the price tag i was talking about this with, with um belinda last night and we use the example of my man bag. Just guys, if you're out there, I strongly recommend the man bag. I'm a, I've been pro man bag for years. Um, and I was looking at, because I'd walk around, I have all these objects in my pockets. Right? Jingling. You know, oh, it was terrible. And Belinda used to hate that. And stretching your pants. Yeah, and the pants. Oh, were... Cal's forever stretching his back pocket. Has Cal got a man bag? He needs a new one. His current man bag, the zip broke. Okay. But the challenge was it's a nice leather one. And we're yeah. like, do we get the zip fixed? So he's mm. been using it with zip broken. Okay. Please continue, though. Sorry. The, <laughs> so, so, so I went man bag shopping one day, and I saw this amazing one that I really wanted. It was a Kathmandu bag with all of these compartments and things in it. It looks fantastic. And I called Belinda and said, oh, you know, this one's like, I don't know, $90, but there's a smaller one next to it that's 50 bucks. Maybe I should scrimp and get the, the smaller one. And she said, well, hang on a second. You're always going on about you want somewhere to carry, you know, um, your puffer, some Band-Aids, Panadol, your pocket knife, your car keys, your headphones, your phone charger, your phone battery, all this sort of stuff, right? And it sounds like you're not going to be able to really use it in the $50 one. Given that you use this all the time, just, just maybe budget that and do that. And so I did. And now 
having stocked that bag, that's the one-stop shop that I go, if I'm leaving the house, ah, everything I need is there. So I can clean up all the other stuff that I used to have sitting on the bedside table or the entrance to the house or whatever, because I know it's in the bag. That's great. And the, it... the same thing actually applies for all your listeners who have drones at home. If you, if you, <laughs> please tell share us, share it, share with us. Like, if, this if, is if, not a topic we would naturally well, okay. think you, to talk about you need for to ourselves. I, um, I spent a bit of money. Uh, it was, <laughs> share, it, it was overtime. It was overtime money. There's no judgment here, James. There's no judgment. I, I, I think it was about two hundred, and it was after a, a period of intense overtime. So this was like a. a, a you can backpack. see how frugal James is. Where he's all I like, was expecting I'm you to so say two hundred thousand. Two hundred dollars. Are you talking two hundred dollars or two hundred thousand? Uh, two hundred bucks. Okay, I, yeah, I, I, I struggle over that. Yeah, that's yeah, where good, I'm at in my good, life at the moment. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I'm there with you, but I like I don't know drones. I but don't this know. Um, but this one was designed specifically around the Mavic Pro Platinum, which is my drone. And it's got places where you can put your drone batteries and your you know, little um, uh, your spares, your remote controller. All the pockets within it are sculpted to provide like all the padding, right? So if I want to take my drone out, instead of taking some cheap bag that I've got, which doesn't protect it properly, which doesn't have all the bits and pieces, and it's kind of really disorganized, I know because the design of that bag is so good, I can just pick it up and it's all in there. And it means I can store all my drone stuff in one bag and probably in the garage, not in the house, okay? Um, but that wouldn't necessarily happen if I was trying to make do with little bits and pieces all around the place. So the functionality of a bit more expensive but well-designed product really kind of helps me long-term. Possibly the best example ever given in our podcast ever, <laughs> ever. To be unbeaten, I am sure. I love that. <laughs> I'll have to get you into drone flying. You'll see all the accessories and stuff that come with There's it. There's a park down the road that people fly drones at. Because I'm not sure. Are you allowed to fly them over people's properties? Short answer is no. Okay. <laughs> right. Because sometimes there are drones that, you know, we look up, oh, look, there's a drone. And they're, they're not compliant with CASA's um, air safety regulations. There you go. They do do it for um, re real estate. Yeah, you can get permission. You, you can, can get you permission can get to do it. it yeah. Right. So if you're selling your house... They might be flying over your house if they're photographing your neighbor's house. That's so cool. But it's the whole principle here. Again, going back to the Rolex philosophy, like it was a, really not the way I would have intuitively thought of doing things. But at work, like in my professional life, I'm definitely going to buy the good quality components that go on an aircraft. Yes. Right? You don't want. You don't want to scrimp and save. For yeah, our like if, air flights. If I do my job properly, the wings stay on. If I do my job badly, the wings fall off. Wings fall off. You're you're going swimming today, right? It's yes. not a really good thing. Swimming to do. or even drowning, more even, drastic. Even worse. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> thank you for investing. <laughs> but, but if you think about that, if I'm going to invest in something that's going to last over the life cycle of that product, why can't I do the same thing on the home front? You know, and mm. adopting that kind of thing is has been a learning process, but I think it's meant you can buy less stuff. I think a great rule of thumb is buy the best quality you can afford. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to furniture, when it comes to clothing, when it comes to lots of different things. And see it as an investment rather than I uh, having a scarcity mindset where, oh, I just might as well buy those 10 things because they're on sale today. But actually, if I just spent the same amount of money and just bought one... Or if I spent just a little bit more and went into a good quality, ethical 
fair mm. traded yeah, clothing, yeah. then I'm doing the whole world a good service. Absolutely. Rather than... And possibly not with kids' toys. Like kids' toys you don't want to buy the best you can afford necessarily. Depends on what, what it is, though. Well, so secondhand stuff can work well for kids oh, as well. Yes, and, and, and then point. gifting it on Facebook Marketplace. That's a really yeah. useful thing. Another really cool example of like the whole Rolex thing is the idea of the, the phone case, right? My temptation is just to go and buy some rubbish, cheapo brand thing that is the, the lowest cost I can for my phone, right? But the whole purpose of me having a case is so that when I drop it, it doesn't crack. And if I drop and crack my phone because of the way that I organise my life, a lot of stuff's on Google Docs or it's online and I'm using this all the time, I'm probably going to have to drop everything, race out and buy another expensive phone or something. And it's going to cost me a lot more than if I'd bought a more expensive but more capable case that actually is going to help it in its hour of need. Like the one I got now has got these little kind of Kevlar fibers in it. It's so cool. That is a pretty cool case. Yeah, it's, and it's just got you know what are Kevlar it's fibers, so, James? It's, it's so it's perfect like a, for like you. A composite material that is really strong. <laughs> well, so, it's like Kevlar it's, vest. We they wear like yeah. I just FAS started. Yeah, I just stuff. started to put the things together. Like they mm. make a whole lot of different things out of that. But I'm naturally really klutzy as well. Like I'll fall over and hit things and drop things all the time. So let's assume I'm going to do that, right? I'll assume That's that I'm going to have have a nice, you know. Or you've got six, nine, or what is it? Oh, Seven, yeah. nine, <laughs> and 11-year-old boys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I like the idea of the fact that you're not buying it um, because you uh, want the cheapest, nastiest thing. You, you want it to actually work when it counts. And that philosophy, I think, can uh, kind of pervade a lot of things. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's what I love. Like, you want to be intentional and thoughtful about mm. all of your purchases mm. and whether that is for a phone case or your chocolate or your drone, <laughs> be intentional and thoughtful about what's the purpose of it, what's the use of it, and what is a reasonable expectation of my investment in this piece. So we kind of actually do that with our lounge room as well. Yeah, the whole us. lounge room. So I think last time you came over, you didn't see the final thing, but uh, there was that front area was always a problem for us because we had a couch in that we kind of bought secondhand off a friend and I hated it. I just, it's uncomfortable, had gaps in it. I just hated the couch. So I wouldn't spend time in that room. And we kind of gradually figured out, well, We've got this amazing huge area in our house that is really underutilized. So we ended up getting like a good comfortable couch that would fill that area. We stripped the room back. So the whole point of the room was you would go in, sit on a couch and read. We've got some nice lighting again from Ikea, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and um, uh, Belinda did some, she's into like photography and she did some of her own prints that you can get online, you know, oh, the canvases. Awesome. So it's a really, got a really nice feel in it. And we spend all the time in there now. So it's like we've got we've got our room back by making it a little bit simpler and having to think, how do I want to spend time in this room? If it's sitting there with a cup of coffee and a book and some nice lighting, and that's what it is. Well, we'll design your room around that, and um, that worked really well. That's perfect. We talk about creating a vision for your homes mm. all the time with our clients, and in our online course, we talk about think about what it is that this what do you want the purpose for this room and create a vision for that and then work towards that vision mm. so you guys did exactly that you went what do we want this to be a quiet adult space pretty <laughs> and, much it <laughs> yeah, and how do we create that yeah. so that the kids aren't enticed to come in here all the time <laughs> or just and just also you know i had it as a bit of a you know 
dumping ground for stuff. Like I had a, a second shelf of books. There's like my B shelf of all the the good stuff's in the A shelf that people can see, <laughs> and all yeah. the books I've read twice. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to hang on to this, and this would just sit in the corner gathering dust. Now, that shelf's gone now because because of the ideas that you kind of have given me to say, well, it's been there for too long. Let's just get it out and and you know then reclaim the area and use it for something good. I think one of the things that a lot of our listeners have fed back to us is that they love the episode that Cal came in because they got mm. to hear a uniquely male perspective. Mm. And I think that's what's exciting about today too, James, <laughs> is that we're not just stereotypically, people would assume a lot of our listeners are women, but more and more we're having more male listeners, married, not married, single parents, all stages of life. Do you want to speak a little bit to what that's like, some of the gender stereotypes that perhaps have been passed down to us from our parents' generation? And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah like totally, that. totally. And, and like Belinda and I have a very you know, egalitarian, equal relationship. Yes, and you do. We, we tend to, you know, the, the, the people who make decisions in our house, usually the person best equipped to make that decision. If you want a spreadsheet that's going to tell you how much you're uh, earning per year in your superannuation and when you can retire... I've got that sorted. You know, I've got a nice thing that tells us how many. I might employ you for that. How many cars you're going to be able to afford between now and the time you retire? How much you have to afford to do these repairs? You know how much your house is going to go up in interest? All, all that stuff. I've got that sorted. But if I want to, I don't know, um, reorganise or put together the optimum design for our pantry, which was badly designed in our initial plans, Belinda's ideas are going to be much, much better than mine. So we'll go with a person who's got that kind of expertise. And I just encourage guys, use that philosophy, you know. Um, the person who can make that decision, uh, it doesn't have to be a guy or a girl. It can be negotiated between you based on, you know, merit, expertise. It's a radical idea. Um, but, <laughs> Equal relationships, who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? But it's So like, good. If, if you are someone like me who is actually inherently not very disciplined, who doesn't like routines and rituals but you have a partner who is the other way, the intuitive, their best resource is you, okay? So if you can step up and just get with the program, and I know I don't always do that, but at least have the mindset like I'm going to try and help my partner out as much as I possibly can, that will help them because they want to feel ordered and in control too, you know, and, and that kind of happiness is sort of reciprocal. It's a really good thing. Yeah, I love it. Love it. I love yours and Belinda's relationship because I love how generous you both are towards each other. Like you both, you have such a deep love for each other, which is very, I'm going to cry again. Oh my goodness. It's cry day. I've already cried an episode <laughs> and our next episode I'm going to cry too. Well, the other thing is also to be to be thankful when you do have a, a partner with those things. That is a, that is a real yeah, real blessing, and you, we kind of can't take that for granted. And it is seeing, being able to see the strengths. I think that um, what struck me when you were speaking just then, James, is your self-awareness, mm. like, mm. and being enough self-aware. Like, we can always, all of us can continue to grow in our self-awareness, but that you are so enough self-aware to recognize your own strengths and weaknesses and to see the beauty in Belinda's strengths and weaknesses mm. and to see, well, how can we complement each other in this and how can we spur each other on to be better people rather than 
antagonizing each other and pulling each other down. Yeah. Not that we don't all do that anyway, <laughs> like, but that our best, the best gift we can give to ourselves is to be a better person. Mm. And that's good. Just going to benefit other people as well in mm. our families and in our lives. So yeah, absolutely. thank you for being a better person in our lives, James. We yeah. really appreciate Aww. everything. Love this. <laughs> and, th- and thanks for the ideas. Just keep them coming, you know, because I think it, it's, it's just been really helpful to learn from something that's not in my specialty, um, from people who do this all the time and the same kind of merit idea. It's like, well, come on guys, everyone just take those ideas mm. on board from people who spend their whole lives doing this it just makes good sense doesn't and it and podcasting is such a great medium yeah. for that if you've got something you want to learn there's a podcast about it yep. and so use that medium yeah if you want to learn more about drones Jane, ask James. Yeah, I'll, I'll direct you to a podcast. You can, you can do it. But uh, yeah, look, I, I just I'd love the idea of learning from the people who have actually invested a lot of time uh, in 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 becoming masters of this particular craft. Awesome! What an amazing episode, James. Thank you so much for coming down, spending some time with us, and just sharing that vulnerability, but also that self awareness, your experience. Um, I feel pretty. Um, Appreciated. Can I do one final point? Please do. Yes. In, in engineering, I often have to encourage young people to do the boring but important tasks. And like you've probably gathered, I don't like doing boring but important tasks, <laughs> but they're necessary. And it's like, how do you encourage yourself to actually just do that? You know, it's so, it might be tedious or annoying. And I say part of the joy of engineering is bringing order from chaos. And if you can take joy in bringing order from chaos, you can look at the most irritating calculations that you have to do and go, you know what? No one else is doing this. This is my way that I bring this order to the world. It was um, Aristotle who said that the origin of beauty was order and symmetry. Okay. So, So I say what you're doing, you young engineers, you're following the steps of Aristotle. You are bringing beauty to the world by bringing this order from chaos. And it's the same kind of thing on the home front. And you can then enjoy that beauty or enjoy the freedom, as you say. Perfect, James. Thank you for being your brilliant self. And I really hope that our listeners have enjoyed the gifts and the beauty that you bring to our world through the order that you create, not only in your home, but in life in general. So thank you, James, for joining us Thanks so much, guys. Thank you so much. Have an amazing week, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a friend a favor and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganized.net or on Facebook as Simply Organized PO. You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as Feels Like Home PO. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organised. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash theartofdecluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 